Sure Plan Financial advise business owners on all aspects of their financial planning, from protecting your income in the event of an accident, sickness or premature death, to ensuring that you plan for your future and achieve that dream retirement. For more information and to book a consultation, visit sureplan.ie. SurePlan Financial Limited, trade in a SurePlan Financial, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Hello, I'm Trina Gunning, member of the club and on the committee helping to make the club as amazing as possible for you. Each week, I'll be talking to an amazing member of the club about their business, their journey with it and their thoughts on the club women's network. The club champions women in business and is a first and foremost a support and learning network, which means that there are plenty of opportunities for you to give as much as you receive within the club. If you would like to find out more, please go to theclubwomensnetwork.com or the Club Women's Network across all social media platforms. We would absolutely love to have you join us. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Club Heads podcast. I'm Trina Gunning. I am a member of the Club Women's Network and also delighted to be a member of the board this year. So with so many fabulous members of the club, we decided that we wanted to get to know them a little more. So we will be talking to women about their businesses, how their businesses came to be, why they joined the club and their insights into why this network is important to them. For those of you already familiar with the club, it will come as no surprise that our very first guest is Shan Horn, founder and CEO of the club. Welcome, Shan. Thank you so much. Wasn't that a great start? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Some of them may have been yours. So, you know, a couple of hints. It's so lovely to sit on this side of a podcast. In fact, I was at an event the other day and someone was doing breath work and stuff. And it's so lovely to be a participant instead of leading. It's great. I was going to say that because no, you're not only really extremely experienced in business, but also in podcasts. So, you know, you're no stranger to this, but very rarely have I heard you being interviewed. Usually you take the the helm with these things. So it must be very strange to have created a club, but not be spearheading this aspect of it. Well, that's what the club is all about, actually, is getting other people to spearhead. You know, I'm I'm I've always said from day one, I'm the driver of the bus. But unless people tell me in which direction they want to go, the bus doesn't move. So um, so I actually take great, great uh, pride in watching other people take the reins. And that's a fantastic aspect of the club as well that we'll talk about in a bit. But I want you to give us at the start a brief synopsis of your background, just to give us an understanding of how the club came to be. Absolutely. So um, I've always been an entrepreneur since a kid. Um, my mum and dad had their own business. But when I was, um, I suppose, really, really small, my first memories were sort of being about five or six. And my dad's mate worked on a market stall and... Um, he used to bring stuff in from the market. And I remember he had like these mini Rubik's cubes and I was like, how much are they? And he was like, well, how much do you want to pay for them? So I like, well, I, th- I can sell them at school. And and so I used to sell crap, like his rubbish, basically. Um, so <laughs> I love that. Like, there's no better like intro into the idea of there's nothing set in stone. You have control over it. Absolutely. Like he was like, you know, what do you want to do? So I used to sell... I think he used to sell them to me 50p or something. I used to sell them for a pound or probably less at the time. Um, But I used to take them to school and I used to just wipe them out. Like they'd just be gone. And then I sold, I think slime was the next thing I sold. And (laughs) then I was like, 
I want to take out the middleman. So I set up a little shop in the back of the pub garden. My mum and dad had a pub and I put stuff that people bought me for like Christmas and stuff. And I put that in there and um, I used to sell my stuff in the back garden when people were like having drinks in the afternoon. But I discovered like there was like always like the one key thing that would sell. Yes. And mine was this amazing Pinocchio Jack in the Box. And oh, wow. But I used to get really upset when I sold it because it was such a great seller. So I would sell it to somebody for, say, 50p. And then I would kind of look at them like the cat from Shrek. And <laughs> about an hour later, they'd go, Sean, I don't really need it. And they'd give it back to me and then I'd sell it again. And I love this idea of like being able to sell and retrieve. Sell and retrieve. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very well aware of, um, yeah, I, lo- I loved, I loved numbers I love numbers um I worked in the greengrocers my first job was seven I was seven years of age I worked in the greengrocers next door and I loved the the weighing and the working out how much everything was in my head and getting it right I suppose I wasn't an academic child at all I really struggled with the English language still do I mean I've this definitely you know dyslexic head of mine but um, I love numbers and I'm quick. My husband calls me Rain Man to the day. So um, so I love that. So yeah, I always, I always, always had a job all my life. You know, yeah. I was always, um, I think I was the youngest ever um, shift leader at 14. I got a work permit. I worked for a shoe shop and I used to run Saturdays um, and people working for me would be like in their thirties. Um, yeah. And then at 16, I left school. I went to college, left college. I worked for Jigsaw. They were a very small company then. And I was a manager within uh, 10 months. And I had my first shop and I was shit. I was really shit. (laughs) Because I was going to say, with all, like you took on leadership roles very early. And for me, the idea to have that confidence, because I'd be kind of the opposite. I was like, right, I need to get more experience or those people know more than me. But you were very much just able to take a leadership role very early. Yeah, I've always. I think. I think some people are generally born leaders. Mm. Um, you, you know, I see that in you. We often have conversations. <laughs> we <like> do. <laughs> yeah, because you you are a natural leader, and so you do take you you take that lead role. And I think there's two sort of sides to it. If I'm in a room with people that are all leaders, I I will step back. Yeah. I know that of myself very well. But if I'm in a room of people that won't step up, I'm happy to step up. Yeah. It's like that you, you recognize that, that ability that you can bring something to it. But when there's a room full of leaders, you're not willing to enter into that battle because then it's something else. Then it's just a battle to be the person at the top, not to be the person who's actually able to empower or support. Would yeah. that be the difference? A big time. And and that's that's really my main goal. That's what I've done my whole life is bring people through ranks, mm. whether they know it or not and whether they yeah. like it or not. They <laughs> yes. can't say I didn't do that. You know, I used to work for large corporates and people, other managers would say to me, why do they, I don't understand why they like you. You're quite firm. And I don't understand why they, and I said, no, I'm not firm. I'm fair. Yeah. So I can see their potential. And so I'll find a way to make that work for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I started working for myself, I always say, I, I don't give a shit if someone leaves my my employment. I really don't yeah. care as long as they go to do better themselves. That's yeah. not English. But as long as they go to better themselves, <laughs> if they just left 
and just went and worked for somebody else on less money I'd be really upset yeah but, but I think leave, part, sorry <laughs> but grand, if they leave to better themselves I mean that's amazing isn't it yeah it is but I think part of what you do is like you're saying you're able to like bring people through without them realizing but you also have this knack of making them realize that they do have to do it for themselves you're not going to mollycoddle them the whole time you're not going to keep ringing them or saying why didn't you do this there's an aspect of making them realize that they have to step up and do it as well and you're able to do that in a way that doesn't make them go okay I'm not going to do that it's kind of like all right well I can and I'm going to be really disappointed in myself if I don't yeah, because everything we do in life is our own responsibility. You know, mm. it's like that thing, you know, I, I can't control how people react or, or what they do, but I can control how I react. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes, you know, sometimes someone will send me a text and say, I'm thrown in the towel and I'll let them throw in the towel. Mm -hmm. Because there's only so many times yeah. that you can pull people through that, yes. that fear factor. Yeah. But sometimes someone will send me a text and I'll go, please jump on a Zoom with me for two seconds because yeah. I know I can fix it so quickly because I've read yeah. maybe the first line of their text and I know that they are just in fear. And, and that's just like a superpower, being able to recognise the nuances of what people are telling you to, to be able to do that. And I suppose that at the core of it, that's what the club is as well because not only are you doing that for the members, you are also letting the other members do that for each other as well it's, it's like a collective coming together that no matter who you connect with in the club because everybody has different personalities and um, no matter who you connect with in the club that we're all doing that for each other at the same time it's quite magical isn't it it is yeah it is very much. so although there's days where I'm absolutely freaking exhausted like yeah but what just sometimes I just sit and watch the conversations happening mm. um and that's how it all started was through people's other people's conversations not mine you know yeah. I always say I've never everything everything about this was so organic I certainly took the idea to other people and asked them what they do but they were like god Shano it's too much work we just don't oh. want to do it and I was like and it sat with me for a while and I was like this has to happen it's actually a right of women to have this. Yeah. And, and now that we've got to a point where it's at that really exciting point where it's growing so quickly um, and we're hitting everywhere around the country, now I know why I did it. And now yeah. the tiredness, it doesn't matter. It's like having a baby, yeah. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? When the baby's born, you're like, oh my God, I'm knackered. But just, yeah. like, you know, how, how amazing is it? Yeah. And I think there's something to be said. And I think we'll hear it throughout all the stories when we're talking to people, because I know it certainly applies to myself, is there's something to be said for that, that spark of something that you can't let go of. No matter, like you're thinking for like me personally, how am I going to fit that in around family life? Everything is already so busy. But when you've got that little burn and fire inside you and you can't let it go, like it's worth going for it. But when you get yourself into the club, you can really be supported in making it grow a lot quicker and a lot more successfully. And it really is for you. Like, this is my happy place. Like, in fact, mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate in what I do. I have a few happy places. Um, and, and luckily for me, they all involve work. Um, yeah. But that's what I've created. You know, if you can't find something that you know that you want, you have to create yeah. it. Yeah. And, um, and I'm fortunate enough now to work with an inspirational group of women 
that really believe in this and want to create this because they get what it's given them and what it gives me and you want to pass that on it's like recommending the best face cream ever (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it working instantly um so now that we know that behind it there's all this magic and feeling to it so give us a little insight into what it actually involves in being a member of the club well I think I think that's a great word actually involves because that's what we want from people in the club is to get involved those that come and leave haven't utilized it and we're really aware of that you know it's the the non-users that um that we've lost along the way but for me it's like don't be overwhelmed by it. It offers an awful lot. So we meet twice a month online and we'll always be online um, yeah. because it means we can reach the whole of the country and hopefully, hopefully very soon, more than the whole of the country. And that was the whole premise of it. Get women to to work with people from everywhere. Um, and we learned so much that way as well. So we'll always be online. So those two pieces, that networking piece, the the deep dive, where we look yeah. at a couple of people's businesses and then we go off and network and we give advice. That's the support part and the networking part. And then the second workshop of the month, uh, I should say meeting, is the workshop. And this is great. And they're both recorded. So if people miss them, they can just watch back, which is great. Yeah. This amazing library where they can watch every workshop since we started. So there's and if it's not, I would say it's not just even if you miss it, it's if there is a workshop, because there's workshops on all sorts of topics, that even if you've attended it and you've thought it was valuable at the time, there'll always be a time in the future in which it's more applicable and you're able to go back and look at what it was and have a quick update on it and then apply it um, better then. Absolutely. I actually looked at the LinkedIn one the other day because I was just redoing my LinkedIn profile. I just wanted to make sure I had it right. And obviously we have, you know, an expert from LinkedIn there. Um, Mm -hmm. And some of them will be repeated. So, for instance, um, today's workshop that we've got on is it's just a Q&A on financials. Next month, we've got social media. Then we've got how to write um, a press release. We've got SEO. We've got it's all those practical things that women need when they're in business to stay in business yeah and that was the thing for me so it's very different like I you know I always say I hate calling us a network because I think we're a learning support system yes but we are a network we have to be called one but I think people get as confused with other styles of networking and this really is about making sure that people have the tools that they can stay in business and actually working with a group of people that really understand what you're going through on a daily basis. Yeah. I was actually at an event last night and I was saying, you know, like if you, it's like, it's great to celebrate those quick wins, but it's also really important to have people that you can ring when you're having a really crap day. Yes. Because when you work for yourself, there's plenty of them, but you know, you could bring your sister and she's, or your friend and they're like, yeah, no, but they don't get it because they don't work for themselves. Mm-hmm. This gives people the opportunity to not feel strange or weird. Um, yeah. you know, not not to feel like it's all overwhelming because everybody's going through the same shit, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so that online premise is really important to us, and we will always be online for that. And then I love the Facebook private group because when I'm working on a daily basis and I'm just like talking to myself in the mirror, I can put a question in there and people will come back and react. And this has taken a lot of time away from me actually. A lot of members used to like WhatsApp me, Sean, yes. do you think I should um 
do this, Shandri. And I all I just got used to saying, do you know what, girls? Please put it in the Facebook group. I'm going to answer the question, but you'll also get a dozen other opinions. Because yeah. I'm not always right. No one is. It's simple. You know, I'd like to and think the other that. thing is, a lot of the time when you're putting things in the Facebook group, because there's a huge group of women in there, you will get answers back very quickly because somebody yeah. is always tipping around there at some stage and will get see the question get the notification so especially for those moments where you could be halfway through something and bump up against a problem and you're thinking i need to know this now you're guaranteed within 20 30 minutes somebody is going to have responded to you oh 100 so i love that about it um obviously we have People write blogs, they go onto our website and then they're linked by SEO, really important. Um, we have our Instagram lives every Friday, mm -hmm. which I used to take the lead on, but now other people are taking the lead, which is really exciting. So they, like last week's was amazing. Loved, I yes. love watching these now. I get a real kick out of watching these. We obviously have the podcast opportunity. Um, and then we've got the in-person live. So quite often people come in, they're like, oh my God, there's just so much going on. And I'm like, just do what you want to do. But yes. at the same time, do something because mm -hmm. if you like, this is the cheapest membership you will ever have in your life. But if you don't use it, it's going to be the most expensive. Simple. Well, yes. Yeah. Are you experiencing a career crossroads? Feeling unhappy or just unfulfilled? Do you fancy trying something new? Perhaps you're thinking of starting your own business. If you are experiencing any of the above, then the Pivot Coach can help you to reconnect with your purpose and your passions. To find out more, book a free discovery call today at www.thepivotcoach.ie. And where would you recommend people to start? Because I know what my answer would be. So if they came in and we have all these offerings for them, what would you recommend be the first thing they do within the club to get a good flavor, to get a good kickstart into it? Well, the first thing I'd do be interested is to see yeah. if our answers are the same. Well, the first thing I would do 100% is let people know that I'm here. So I would fill out the, the private directory so people know yes. that you're in the club because I use that directory all the time. I'm out having coffee with people and they're like, Sean, do you know someone that does this? I'm going, do you know what? There's probably a couple of people. Let me have a little look. And I give those names over. So the directory, love it. The second thing I do is I'd reply to, to our secretary's email and say, <laughs> I would, I will definitely be at the next deep dive. When can I book in for mine? And um, yeah, I'd love to do the live. And I just get involved. Um, and then obviously you're going to be contacted by a membership team. Mm -hmm. So link up with that person. They are a buddy for a reason. Um, mm -hmm. And you will, from your first deep dive, the deep dive is my favorite online. I think it can be quite nervy going to a networking session. So it's so much easier when you're in a box. Yes. <laughs> and you will always come away from that, having met maybe two or three new friends. So yeah. then you feel much more comfortable. And so then when you decide because we have in-person meets now as well. When you decide to go an in-person meet, you always know someone there. It's amazing. Yeah. And you don't feel awkward. Yeah. And I suppose that brings on to the next thing about how it's grown and changed. Because obviously not only has the club itself as a concept has changed, but because everything has opened up more in the last 18 months, naturally the way in which everybody interacts has changed as well. So tell us a little bit about the plans for the next few months. 
Huge. So as I said, you know, we will always primarily, all of our teaching and learning will be online. It makes complete sense. But we need touch. We need to feel people. We need, like I was at an event um, there in Killarney, the, the, the feeling in the room was, you know, that's what we're missing. So, so yeah, so we're on the road. Well, I'm on the road, I should say, because um, <laughs> I want to meet everybody. Um, and I think this is really important. So we are, our head office will always be online. But as we grow and organically this will happen, we will have to regionalise to a certain extent, especially for our in-person meets. So we have a fantastic team now and um, we visited Waterford, Cork, Dublin, Killarney, uh, Shanagarry, East Cork, um, Ennis and Kildare. Then we'll be hitting Tip, Galway. It, the list is never ending. So as we evolve, um, we're looking to, so for instance, we're in Killarney in February, we'll be back there in April. So every other month we will visit those places. If we mm -hmm. were in Cork in January, we'd be back there in March. And then we'd be back yeah. there, just mean. But the big events at the moment, I can tell you right now. Uh, <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> exclusively, that we are keeping the awards in Cork just for this year. And then next year, they will move further up um, towards Dublin. Um, and, and that's just really logistically, the majority of the committee at the moment are in Cork. Mm -hmm. And we just had such an amazing time last year. So we just said, you know what? Don't don't break it. Like yeah. if, if it works, let's keep it the same. So this year's awards will be in November again. Um, an amazing night, completely um around our ethos. With um, we have bringing outside judges. We have nothing. To, we don't. Like, I loved not knowing who who was going to win last year. It was just amazing. Yeah. Um, just a really special night. So this year in November they will be back in Cork and great kudos and. The other thing I didn't mention earlier is, which is great for everybody in the club, is the PR that you get from it. Yes. It's yeah, and you, yeah, and you work very hard on those aspects as well about not only encouraging people or women to come forward with their businesses and take part, but making sure that you work with what you have on the other side and making sure the club gets as much exposure as possible. Yeah. Um, I know that the club works on two facets for me both personally and professionally because there's times where I have felt like throwing in the towel but it's knowing that you've got that like that feedback from people who encourage you and tell you so for you what does the club mean both personally and professionally oh I think it's like it's filled of, of I mean personally I suppose I needed something you know mm -hmm. I, I didn't know I needed this by the way but <laughs> I think you know like um Oh God, that's a tough one. I suppose on a personal level, you know, I've always worked hard. And when you work hard and you work by yourself, sometimes you, you, you know, you can only appreciate yourself so much. You know, I'm all about yeah. self-love and all that. Yeah. But you can only appreciate yourself so much. So being able to do stuff for other people has always been really important. On a personal level, obviously, you know, you know my story. I spent a long time trying to be a mum. Mm -hmm. Didn't work out. Um, so I spend a lot of my private time actually helping other people become mums because I'm a great believer that you can actually achieve anything you want to achieve. I would 100% be a mum today had I started earlier. Okay. Because I, I gave up because of an age thing in my head. 
Yeah. And and I had a moral line that I had to, I felt that I had to stop. But had I not been the age that I was, I would have continued and it would have happened for me. I 100% truly believe that. So on a personal level, I still get emails all the time from women that are going through fertility or going through, you know, multiple miscarriages. That's what happened to me. Um, And I help them and I have created loads and loads of babies and it makes me really, 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 really happy. That's amazing. That I don't have that legacy. And now I I kind of see the club being my legacy. Mm -hmm. Because we all, don't we all want to leave something? Yes. Yeah. And something that that enhances our world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mums can do that with their babies and, and create a, amazing human beings to change things going forward when we're not around. And I really hope that the club can do that. So, yeah, I think it does. Yeah, absolutely. But I want it to do it forever. <laughs> so and now, it will because of the team yeah. you're creating. Absolutely. So now it's creating and, you know, having the right people that want that for the next generation as well. So for me, I suppose now it's become like a, a real legacy piece for me. Um, mm-hmm. And it, oh, oh God, it brings me, it's the same thing. I'm helping people create business babies every day. And <laughs> it brings me so much joy. That's amazing. I love that. Thank you very much for sharing all that. So on another question, if you were to give a top tip to someone interested in starting their own business, what would it be? Honestly, ring me first. No, <laughs> 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 so, well, this is my thing. So I always say, I wish you'd just rang me. I just wish you'd <laughs> rang me. Most of the time, you know, like I don't make my living from the club. I make my living at being a business mentor. That's how I may mm-hmm. earn my money. And I always say to people, you know, when, the amount of times that people come to me and we work out how much money I could have saved them or yeah. how much money I did save them. And it can be anything between 5,000 and 13,000 mm-hmm. because there's two types of businesses. There's this aesthetic thing going on where a business looks all shiny and it's so successful and look at the branding and la, la, la. And behind the scenes, it's in complete turmoil. So I would go in and sort out their health and safety, sort out their operations. Um, I have a diploma in European employment law. So I'd be sorting out, you know, the contracts and um, making sure that the business is running and then you've got this other business that just goes and runs for it and then aesthetically it looks so displeasing I'm like please let me get my hands and help me with your branding (laughs) um and the people sometimes are really good at the operation side really crap at the branding and then end up spending like 20 grand on branding you're like but you didn't need to do that Mm -hmm. yeah you know and so I always say yeah my biggest advice is ring me (laughs) (laughs) Because we'll find out where your weak points are. Yes. Um, but also as well, I, I am a bit of like, just do it. Just yeah. do it. You know, no one knows that it isn't perfect. Only you know. And that's the problem half the time. But I love that. It's kind of like troubleshooting before the trouble happens. 100%. Get ready yeah. for it. Because it's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's coming. So we just make sure it doesn't happen yeah all right another quick question for you how do you look after yourself so that you can give your best i've been really bad i'm normally very very good at this so in my other job yes. you know, i'm a pilates instructor um, and the reason i'm an instructor is because i'm lazy <laughs> um in the sense of i love running around i'll be running around all day all night but actually exercise etc and so 
when I found Pilates like 12 years ago, it, it really changed things for me. Mm -hmm. And um, but I became an instructor because I always have to learn everything about everything. Yeah. And I knew that if I was an instructor, I'd have to do it every day. <laughs> now I do it through the love of it and the need and the want. But initially, yeah. it's because it made me do it. I'll be honest, you know, yeah. also, as well, there wasn't another reformer studio in Cork City. What an amazing business opportunity. And 10 years yes. down the road, we are very, very successful. Um, so oh, how do I look at, you know, I travel a lot. Yes. What I have been finding recently is I'm so busy when I'm traveling, I'm not enjoying it. Oh, really? Because I'm not off. Yeah. So I have to be better at that this year. That's my promise to myself. I'm very worried, not just for myself, but for the, everybody that I'm working with and watching, that we've gone back to 2018 and 2019. Yeah. And we all learned so much over the last two years. And one of them was to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think I have to be better. I have to be really strict with um, my, next, my next trip and actually just turn everything mm -hmm. off. Um, it's just been a busy time and I have yeah. to accept that too. But yeah, I think plan, you know, I schedule in all my time off mm -hmm. the same as I schedule my time in. Um, but like this week, I know I'm heavy. I'm heavy next week. I'm working the weekend. Um, so I need to make sure now, last night I said to myself, I have to, I know it's going to be 12 days away, but I have to schedule one full day yeah. off. So I have a nice little voucher at home, going to go to the spa. I'm, I'm a qualified beautician makeup artist, so skin is really important to me. Um, and there's nothing like hiding yourself away in a spa for the day, and um, really isn't. yeah, and making sure that your your time there is like ten euro an hour because you've been there for yeah. ten hours. Yeah, sh shrinkled up like a prune. It's brilliant. That's that's yeah. what. Yeah, I love that. I think it's a good thing to be really aware of, especially. And again, we'll probably hear a time again throughout the podcast is. When you're working for yourself, you've got no boss, no deadlines, no working hours. So it's very easy to kind of keep slotting it in where we can, which becomes more and more time consuming. And I think the other interesting thing you said there was that, you know, you're heavy this week and heavy next week. But I have found as well, I could say that oh, I'll just be busy next week and then it'll be fine and then it'll be busy. And all of a sudden you realize three or four months down the road that that's become the norm. So you do have to be very conscious, whatever it looks like looking after yourself does to to get ahead of it. And like you said, literally put it in the calendar. I now say it out loud instead of thinking to myself, oh, I'll do that next week. We have my, myself, my husband now have a shared calendar and I will block out time so that he knows in advance that I'm just going to disappear to do whatever it is. But if I don't tell anybody, it doesn't happen. No, you have to. And you have to tell yourself as well. I think yeah. that's really important. And also as well, I, the other thing for self-care for me is don't do things you don't like. Well, yes. Because we work too hard to do that. I mean, when I started, when I, you know, in 2020, I did my coaching exams and and it was so weird actually becoming a, a, like an official coach, but I still will always work as a mentor. People don't come to me for me to coach them as much as they come for me to give them the answers. Mm -hmm. So I try and do both. And that's where that yeah. works very, very well. But, um, you know, I would take people for 12, 15 weeks and I worked out over the first year. I didn't enjoy that. Mm. And no. why didn't I enjoy it? I'll tell you why I didn't enjoy it. Because people don't do what you tell them to do anyway. <laughs> 
So then I would go on the following week and I'd say, have you done your homework? And they'd say, oh, I didn't have time. And I'd go, well, and then the guilt, the guilt I felt taking their money. Yeah. Was and it's, it's And it's, it speaks to the type of person you are because for somebody else, you know, that's their business and they will be able to let go of that. They'd be like, right, well, they're paying me to do this. I'm doing my part of the deal. They're not doing theirs. That's fine. But that's not who you are. You're no, and the you kind know of me person well, who wants like, to. People can spend an hour with me and take away a dozen secrets. Mm-hmm. And that's all they need to get them started. And then they can book in again and, and when they're ready and they've done that prep. So I do now power hours instead. And they bring me so much joy. Yes. Um, and I don't I don't take long term clients anymore because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. For me. I mean, I, listen, if it works for people, that's great. But just I always, you know, a couple of people I let go. I gave them their money back and said, look, you're not getting the work done anyway. So mm-hmm. we're just meeting for a coffee once a week. You don't, you don't need to meet. I'd rather you took the money back and then booked in with me in four weeks time when you, you're ready. Yeah. Because you're wasting money here. And like I said at the beginning, like ring me first, because even if it's with myself, you will save money. (laughs) (laughs) And all about the number. Well, we have just about run out of time. So I want to thank you so much for joining me on the first episode of the Clubhouse. Thank you so much, Shan. All your insight and your descriptions of the club is really inspiring. So thank you so much. And to everybody for listening, I want to thank you as well. And keep listening because we're going to have more fabulous members on the Clubhouse coming up in the next few weeks. Bye. Thank you. I'm going to actually, I want to finish with this because I think it's important. I want to finish just so that people understand what's happening next with the club is I will always be the founder of the club, but the women that have come in to to lead the reins this year are the next leaders of this club. And whether I head it up and as CEO this year, maybe next year, I won't be forever. And that's when we talk about legacy. It's now pinpointing the right people that understand that the club is not about coming in and promoting yourself. It's about coming in and promoting the five people around you. Two years, one mouth. Um, And my biggest sort of advice I give to anybody really is just do it. No one really gives a shit. Um, you are amazing, but not for everybody. And stop worrying about what other people say. Imposter syndrome is normal. We all have it. We're not weird because we do. But just catch those words that give you doubt in your head and get rid of them. Or pick up the phone and speak to a club member and let they will help you do that. But mm-hmm. listen, thank you so much for taking the time to interview me today. And I can't wait for the next. <laughs> me neither. I know, I know who the next couple are and I can't wait to talk to them either. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, babes. Mm-hmm.